where we discuss every song from seven to Y. As some of you may know, I just got back from a cruise, but I seem to have left Aaron behind in the Caribbean. Jeff, ha- have you seen my Aaron? Have Have you seen my Aaron? I, I have. I have not. I have not seen your Aaron. Have you seen my musical friend? I have I, you seen my Aaron? I I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, we have Jeff Jeff with us tonight. Hey, everyone. <laughs> And this week we'll be talking about the 90s rock rap cover, Have You Seen Her by MC Hammer. Now, I actually <laughs> own the MC Hammer Don't Hurt Him album, and I love this song. It, it's a cover of the Chai Light song, and, which was Tr- interesting Tracy, enough. Tracy, to- Tracy, 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 we're, we're, we're talking about the Bare Naked Lady song, Have You Seen My Love? Oh, sh**. Everything for everybody? I, wrong podcast. Which one are we recording tonight? We're doing the Bare Naked Ladies podcast tonight. The Hammer one is tomorrow. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, which song are we doing? Uh, I believe we're doing Have You Seen My Love tonight. Oh, well, that would be where, where I got sure, confused. Sure. That, I, think, yeah. I think so. I think yeah. so. All right. Well, so the, the, the one that the, Paige and, and Ed wrote together. <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, yeah. that, that one. That the, one. From Everything to Everyone, 2003? Yeah. Okay, yes, found the right yes that would be the correct one. Yes, yes. All right. Well, 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 by, the, by the way, for anyone curious, the, the ABBA podcast is on Thursday, just so you're... <laughs> we do a podcast every night here. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't heard this song already, um, while I'm gathering my notes back together here, here's a quick snippet of the song. Have you seen my love? Have you seen my love? Have you seen my little girl? Oh, have you seen my love? Now on the bonus disc, so this this disc actually came with a special bonus disc. Um, and Jeff, you could probably see it. The audience cannot. Where okay. it actually came with a disc, which is missing right now because it's in my DVD player, um, called Everything Else. It was a that, DVD. That was the one I had. I had that one, yeah. You did? Now, did I did. You I did. It I the, the DVD, yes. Did you cut, have it with a sleeve that showed on the white flag the name of the the album? I did. Same, oh. same copy. Yes. See, I went and I bought it used because I didn't buy the full digital one the first – or the full – album the first time the deluxe one <laughs> and when the person sold it back to bull moose they didn't sell the sleeve so i'm without the sleeve i have just the white flag oh okay all right but that's okay because i have the discs and that's the important part there are some really great things on that disc i don't know if you've watched it in a while i spent the last like three nights watching it no it's, it's been a while since i've seen it but yeah i loved i loved watching the disc they have a show on that disc they have a song, they have an option to watch the song list choosing process. So the process they went through to decide which songs would be on and which ones would be yes. left uh-huh. off. I'll get into more of that in another time. But the reason I'm bringing it up today is they talked about the song called, quote unquote, I Don't Remember. Right. I have to say quote unquote there because otherwise people would be like, well, you just told me you remembered. You're telling me about the song. No, <laughs> it's called I Don't Remember. Um, and at first, I actually mistake 
mistakenly thought that Steve was saying that he didn't remember the song name. But no, he interrupts him. Someone interrupts him, and then he returns to saying, so the list is blank, I don't remember, and then, and he keeps going, meaning that that's the name of the song. Right. Wikipedia doesn't have the name of I Don't Remember on the list of songs that were on the album or left off this album. So it's a song that has disappeared somehow. Um, and at this point of on the disc all the songs had been made and we're just doing a final mixing. So the final mixing hadn't quite happened yet. So, but the songs had all been recorded. So we, and I'll discuss more about that about later with yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like five years from now. <laughs> uh, what that means. That's is a that, lie, Tracy. That's going to be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you must listen in to know that last bit or just go buy the album. Um, <laughs> What that means is that this song, I Don't Remember, was renamed. Um, and I think that the name of this song, I Don't Remember, most likely is the song we're talking about tonight, Have You Seen My Love? Right. Because it goes exactly. along with that whole idea that they're trying to portray here. Um, so I think that this song was originally called I Don't Remember. I would I would believe that. I think, I think, you're, I think you're right on that. So it's a really cool, but you can't find that anywhere. I thought I just happened to catch that by stop, like hitting pause a number of times when they were doing the lists and by listening yeah. to Steve and putting it all together. Uh, right. So you'll only get that here. <laughs> well, in the process too, I, I remember on the DVD when they were uh, showing them get together, I think they were doing like a live jam on the DVD. There is a section too where, where Steven, uh, I guess Kevin hasn't, hadn't shown up yet. And Steven's, uh, sitting at the, you know, sitting there going, have you seen my keyboard player? Have you seen my <laughs> keyboard player? So, you know, there, there definitely was, this song was in the process in the circulation somewhere, um, oh, yeah. as, as a choice, but I can see that. Um, so it was first played in the Orpheum in Boston. So one more reason that I love this song a little bit. It was only played 16 times though. And it was mostly played during the peep show tour, which was the tour that they uh -huh. called this tour with this album, um, which is different. The only time they... I've seen them live, actually. Really? Yes, the only time I've seen the Bare Naked Ladies live was during Peep Show. Wow. And that's yeah. really cool because that's the only tour where they played the entire album in order yep. right there throughout for its entirety. Yep. Um, and then they played Yes, 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 which also was sort of on the album. It was, it was discarded. And we'll talk more about Yes, Yes, Yes when we get to it because that's a really cool, interesting choice about why they right. left that one off. Um, and then they did a Q&A, and then they did some other songs. They've only played this song five other times since that tour. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. It, it, this is a rare song for them. Huh. I wonder um, why. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, it's really odd. It's a beautiful song. Maybe yes, it's, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because Steve left not long after this tour, and so maybe that was the reason. Um, yeah, maybe it was one of those songs that was a little more Steve than Ed. So that you know, it's. I kind I kind of feel like when they're playing music now, you know, even though things are are patched up and they're you know they're they're status quo, but. I'm, I'm sure there's a part of Ed that wants to play the songs that are, you know, his, that are more Ed. And I, and I kind of feel maybe this is a Steven song. Mm. 
So when we get to it, like this song is very stripped down, very basic. Um, yes. And one of the things that I wonder about with this song is whether or not this was recorded during the acoustic sessions. Because for this album, they did a whole acoustic set, which you can actually right. see the whole acoustic set being recorded on that special DVD with the deluxe mm-hmm. set. Um, now, the the acoustic set song is a little bit different than the one that is on the regular album in that there's Tyler plays a double time beat on the acoustic. Um, and there's a couple of vocal variations that Steve gives with that recording. But I almost wonder if they did another take of it late, like at that time, because it has that very acoustic sound with this song, this oh, yeah. song right. even on the album version. Yeah, this definitely has the, the feel of a very um, uh, stripped down, just kind of mellow acoustic guitar ballad song. So I can I can see that. And I and I if I remember correctly, they do this in the acoustic set, don't they? You know, this definitely has the feel of a very, very mellow, stripped back, uh, very bare bones acoustic song. And I was saying, I think if I remember, don't they, don't they do this in the acoustic set as well? Yes. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. And they don't okay. do all of them. There are some songs that were left off the acoustic set, but this one was on. Right. Yeah. So while we're talking about the music, why don't we switch over to that discussion a little bit? All right. Uh-oh. It's, it's a very honest and, and very straightforward breakdown in terms of, like, who's playing what. Uh, we don't have Aaron here tonight. We don't have Aaron this week. He wasn't able to send us in his thoughts. But um, what I did look up on TuneBat is that the Have You Seen My Love is done in the key of C major. And it is done at a beats per minute of 122. So... And I don't have the acoustic version, like what things were at for the acoustic version. Right. Um, interesting. So you have the very straightforward. Um, obviously, Jim is on the double bass. Um, if I remember correctly, I've, I've researched a lot of songs this week. I believe on this one, he's actually playing the double bass with a bow. Um, okay. So it, it's that's another interesting difference. He does this every now and then, and it's actually really beautiful when he does that. And then we have Ron Anello, who was the producer of the album. On a couple of the songs on this album, he came in and played different instruments. On this song, he comes in briefly and plays a couple of notes on the banjo. Photographs, you can see how I'm smiling. I became- and, okay. And then, of course, at the very end of the song, you hear Kevin's accordion being added into there as well. Have you seen my love? Um, if people watch the acoustic version, um, on the acoustic version, Kevin is playing the acoustic guitar, but only the high notes that you hear. The the and Ed is doing the strumming of the acoustic for the general the general uh, melody. You have Kevin on the higher notes, and then you have Ron Anello also on the acoustic during that as well. And then the other thing I have written down is that these are just Beautiful, beautiful harmonies. I became a man in your arms. I'm helpless as a child. Oh, yeah. That is that is the song selling point, I think. I mean, the instruments are very bare. I mean, uh, Tyler's on it, too, I think. It's, it sounds, like uh, sounds like brushes. Um, yeah. So there, there's, um, you know, there's some, there's some brushing going on, but... Uh, 
the the instrumentation uh, instrumentation is very minimal on this one but uh yeah this one was a harmony song it was a it, it's a vocal song it's a lyrical song um but yeah the harmonies on this one are fantastic and the bridge is very simple like it's it kind of strips down the chorus and then it leaves some of the notes in takes some of the notes out so they're skipping yeah. notes in there um it just has a very I don't know how to put it. It makes it sound slightly different, but at the same time, interesting enough to kind of continue listening at that moment. Right. And I think the other thing that really happens here is that this is a big highlight of Steven's voice. Oh yeah. Especially on the verses. Yeah. Agreed. If people wanted to really come to BNL for Steven, this is their song. Yeah. Um, well, and I think too because uh, the lyrics really sell it. Um, you, when when the song starts off, I mean, you think it's going to be a very simplistic song. I mean, it, it literally is "Have You Seen My Love" three times, very very simple chorus, and that's the only chorus in the song. But um, you know, the lyrics definitely for uh, for Stephen and for and for the band definitely really sell this one. And uh, you know, I think. I like this one because uh, the the twist, I guess you could say, or the trick really comes at the end of the second verse where you realize that, um, you know, you're thinking this is a song about a loved lost, essentially. Um, you know, I've, I've lost my love. She's not here anymore. Um, but I don't think that's what the song's about. I think this is more of a song about a couple who's just fallen apart. Mm. You know, that line at the end there, like, did you bury the woman I love and, and fall asleep in her space? Um you know these these two people are together. They're they're just they're they've gone through the motions and and um, you know I think he's kind of lamenting the life they had and it, it just really works for this one. Yeah, I agree. Like that's that's the take that I have. People had different takes on the song, kind of as we slip into the the lyrical piece here. Uh, people had different takes on the, on what this song kind of is about. Um, some people thought it was more about Alzheimer's, about the person like losing the memory, and so that's why they that they've lost that person. Um, I don't get that feel. I get more of like the long lost love. Like here's people that were together since they were really little. Um, they grew apart because they didn't put the effort into their relationship of growing with each other, or maybe they just never had much in common to begin with. But then they just kept growing further and further apart. They were in love, but just grew apart. Um, I could see this song, I could see the narrator of this song laying down in bed and thinking this song in their head as they're looking at the person realizing right. how far they've grown apart. I like the idea of it being possibly, you know, um, and, and they've, they've broached that. Steven's done songs from that perspective before, like Conventioneers, for example. Um, it's the, uh, the perspective of an elderly couple. And I like the idea that maybe it's, it's about, you know, Alzheimer's or, 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 uh, an older couple. Um, the only reason why I don't necessarily, I don't take that away from it is, um, in the second verse with the, uh, dreaming was the first mistake. Um, that line there kind of tells me, I mean, it really makes me think it's more about the relationship aspect. Like these two people, you know, were, you know, they were in love, they smiled. Um, you know, now I'm helpless. Um, uh, so I really, I really get the sense from the song that it's, it's just that, uh, you know, it's that couple that were so happy and everything was great at the beginning. And, um, you know, years later, they're just going through the motions. Yeah. 
there are some really beautiful i think a lot of the the lyrics in this song are really beautiful and they're very poetic um in that very miserable type way that steven has of writing lines (laughs) (laughs) where you they're very seems so happy i don't get it They're very Dylan Thomas, like where I'm going to write beautiful lines that make you feel extremely depressed in in hearing them. Yeah, <laughs> which a lot of uh, a lot of this album is like that, though I think um, That's a lot true. of everything everyone feels that way. I mean, War on Drugs, um, Celebrity, you know, um, even 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 the bouncier songs like maybe Katie. There's there's kind of a, a double edged sword to them. Um, mm. So I I, I kind of feel like this album is a little bit. Um, you know, on the on the darker side, a little bit more negative overall. Um, there's a biting edge to him, I think. Yeah, I think one of the most beautiful so- lines in the song is, "And I swear that's her face." Did you bury the woman that I love and fall asleep oh, yeah. in that place? Yeah. The one you mentioned yeah. earlier, like that's just mm-hmm. it paints such a very simplistic picture, but the melancholy in Steve's voice carries through so amazingly in that moment. Yeah. Well, even, um, you know, going back a line that we share the same memories. I mean, like, like you said, I can see the song they're in bed and, um, that feeling like, you know, you've just gone through the day and, um, probably just done your own thing. And, and you, you know, I feel like this person's just kind of looking at her going, you know, that we had so many good times. This was, um, so great. And, you know, uh, it's that feeling, that feeling of hopelessness. Like, can we get this back? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, do we have another choice? And I, and I think that, uh, yeah, I, um, you know, I, I really get that feeling from Steven on this one. That's just, it, it's heart wrenching. And I, and I don't want to say it's like, you haven't been saying, nor have I, but I want to put it out there. I don't want to say that this is Steven. I think people could mistakenly say that, Oh yeah. Steven's writing about his relationship with Caroline at this time with his wife. I don't want to take that and make that assumption. Um, first of all, right. I think that there's enough in this song that paints it as a story song. Um, yeah. And, or, or at least maybe there's someone else in, in his life that he was watching someone else that this was happening to. And this is a story song about that person rather than it being about him personally. And there may be some of himself that he yeah. planted in there. But we're still he's still at this point four years away from his separation from Caroline. Right. To to say that they, they were at this point of the relationship four years before they were divorcing is, is a pretty negative aspect and, and way a perspective to take. Yeah, and not to take anything away from artists, you know, I know we always want to hear like, okay, this is a true story, this is what they were going through. Um but I know that as someone that writes songs, as someone that does music, you know, I'm, I'm in a state now where I'm very happy. I'm happily married and things are going great. Um, but I, I have a song, you know, I'm working on a song right now, which is about uh, a breakup. It's about loss. And it's about feelings I had 10 years ago. Um, because we know um, people want to hear that. You know, that's something that we're, we're all suckers for the breakup song. <laughs> that's that's 97% of music right there um, you know because it's something that we've all experienced at one time or another and even when things are going good that those things hit us hard because you know that breakup that you had when you were 23 or 24 years old you know there's still a part of you that, that feels that and I yes. think that you know 
you know, that's that that's something about a song like this is it doesn't have to be something that's happening to Steven right now. Um, he could be pulling in from something in the past. And um, that doesn't take away from the song. It doesn't make it any less, you know, uh, painful or gorgeous. You know, he's feeling something in this one because he's he's an artist and that's what he does. If anything, I think that highlights him even more that he can not have gone through this currently and, and be able to still put himself in that place. And for people that have, that have gone through <laughs> that, go, you know what? Yeah, that's that describes this absolutely perfectly. And people online that have responded to this song have said, yes, that describes me perfectly. Right. In this. <laughs> so for him to put himself in that place and do that is even more amazing. Well, how many people can relate to the song? You know, it's 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 um, you know, it's it's something that at, at one point or another, a lot of us have felt. You know, um, and uh, that's that's he's he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's writing music that probably is for himself. He's exercising some demons. He's it's cathartic, but he's doing something that's going to to sell. But but I mean that that is that is a big thing. I mean I mean he, that's one thing about music is he's doing something that's you know for himself and it's probably ec- exercising some demons and it's uh, cathartic. But you know he you know musicians want to sell their music and they're going to to hit that nerve or that vein where it's going to trigger somebody and that's that's what he's doing. He's doing it right in every way, and um, yeah. that's why I love the song. It's so so simple on the surface. Like there's no there's no um, bells or gadgets here. There's no whistles. There's no frills. It's just one of those that's like, okay, you're gonna carry me along, and you're gonna hit, you're gonna hit me in the feels. And yeah. he does it. It's great. <laughs> and I would, I wish I could do that. Actually, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to write this song. <laughs> I think one of the things that makes Stevens music really great is that he's not one dimensional with the characters. It would be easy to just go with just the sadness for this song. And and he does do just one person's perspective. Um, but it would be easy to just go with the, the melancholy. But there's anger in there. There's regret in there, uh-huh. um, as well as sadness, as well as hope and, and some some wistfulness in there as well. And he, he blends that all in together in these ver- four very short verses. Right. I mean, we have we have in here that you know all I want is to be your friend because you're the only friend I've ever known. Uh-huh. Like that is such a hard hitting statement to say. Like here's a person that like this person is very lonely person. <laughs> well, and I think that's now that you mentioned that, I think that's uh, uh, you know part of the power of this song because. You know, I think this is a situation where um, he found this relationship and it was um, the only friend he's ever known. And it became such a big deal. That person was his best friend. That person was his only friend. He didn't go out making other friends. He had no need to. And so when time wore down, whatever it wore down, because like you said, maybe they they weren't, you know, they didn't have anything in common or they, they weren't meant to be together or whatever. You know, now not only has he lost that person, he's got nowhere to go. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's a typical thing for for males in relationships is that they tend to like let go of their friendships, their male right. friendships on the yeah. side, yeah. and then they end up having a lot less uh, social support when divorces do come, and they're usually hit much harder for for in divorce situations for that reason. Right. Um, it's the other thing is like we're hearing codependency here. 
Oh but yeah. The other yeah. the other person has broken out of this and is no longer in there. This this is kind of the sad version of Ben Fold's um, Erase Me. Right. Where the per- right. the other person's pull away and Ben Folds does the angry version. Yeah. <laughs> this is Steven's <laughs> sad version. <laughs> um, but like the line, all I need is our love. And we agreed that the two of us wouldn't be alone. Like here is a very desperate person. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and he's, um, he's, he's got that nostalgia going on too. I mean, he's looking at the old photographs, how he smiled. Um, but even then, I mean, going off what you said, I became a man in your arms. You know, I mm. that's his his whole self worth is based on this relationship. Yeah. Um, and that leads me to think, like, not only have these two been together for a while, this is one of those like we've known each other since we were little kids types of relationships. Yeah, right. And that might make the the chorus line forgivable. What well, I don't think the chorus line now, if we want to, but <laughs> at some point we're think... going to have to tackle that. I don't know if we have to forgive it though. Um, <laughs> I like, I agree. As, as um, so the line that we're ta- let's let's put it out there the line that we're talking about because I know we're talking okay. about the same thing. But like yeah. for the audience, in case they've missed it, the okay. chorus goes: "Have you seen my love? Have you seen my love? Have you seen my little girl? Have you seen my love?" That line creeps me out. <laughs> 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 to me, it is a a line that it. I know it's meant as a, and I could, I looked for the whole week to find the right word because I can't find the word. It, it's a, a, a salutation of love. It's a way of showing love, but unfortunately it demeans the other person in the use of the language but, he's using. But does it? Because like you said, um, so here's my thought and um, I'm a, I'm a wordy writer. I, I tend to over word when I write, I tend to over lyricize. So simplistic choruses like this, first of all, uh, you, you really have to sell it for me with the rest of the song, and they do. Um, you know, just have you seen my love? Have you seen my love? Have you seen my love? Um, so with this song, if if what they were were childhood friends, if what they were have if that's the only friend he's ever had, and these were like high school or or elementary school sweethearts, for example, I I kind of feel like that that makes the the, the, the line work a little, a little bit better. Like, where is that little girl that I first yes. knew? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's, it, yes, I can see where it would take somebody out. It would, you know, make me wonder, like, maybe it, maybe it's not, a, maybe it's talking about a daughter. Maybe it's, it's just a weird line. But I think if he's so wrapped up in what he knew originally, um, he's thinking about that little girl that he first knew when he was a little boy. Yeah. Well, I think that take is the only way that that line works. Like you have, they have to have been like childhood friends. Right. And that's what he's wrapping himself around is this person that I knew so long ago. And that's who I fell in love with, but you're not that person anymore. This, this like person I knew as a child. And it's a stretch, but I feel like that's kind of justified in the line about the photographs, you know, in the faded old photographs, you can see how we smile. These are old photographs. These are pictures of them as kids. Um, you know, I know that, like I said, that's kind of a stretch. Photographs can mean anything. They could be three years old or four years old or whatever. But, um, you know, I feel like that's kind of where he's kind of selling that. Like, look at us as kids when we were so happy and everything was great. Now we're adults and we've grown apart and 
and you know life life sucks and they go uh, <laughs> where where is that childhood where is that childhood innocence where is that uh you know that that friendship we had when we were younger um i that's i kind of i, I kind of think that i i guess that line's never really hit me differently than that which <laughs> i tell you tracy <laughs> i don't think it hit me as much until listening to 20 times <laughs> right uh, certain lines start to like rear their heads a little bit more when you listen to them yeah, too much. yeah um, right yeah but this to be fair too like there was always something about this song that kept me away from it um and i think it's that that line of love that always made me kind of steer away like that it it distanced me just enough where i didn't quite I didn't quite connect to the song in a way that made me want to continue listening to it. Um, right. I think if he had used a different word there, then then it may have rung differently for me. Um, or not started and, with and, the chorus. Yeah. Not led with the chorus. Because that's, that's a weird choice for this song, I think. Right. If it's not the song, that, the the words that you have to say three times, <laughs> like you don't you yeah, have to right. it back to. That, um, yeah. I do yeah, like the wordplay. Like he comes, he comes back to that, and he's like, "I became a man in your arms, and now I'm helpless as a child." So this person that he keeps saying, you know, talking about her being a little girl, he's talking about himself now being helpless as a child. He's kind of returning back to that memory as well. Um, so I did like that play on words that he was throwing in there as well. Right, and I think that goes along. Like structurally, one one thing that I would change about this song, like one big thing, is I I I don't think starting with the chorus was the best idea because you you want to sell that line especially you want to sell that chorus because i do feel like when the song starts it starts weak um mm-hmm. with just that i would have i would have preferred they started with the verses and you know because the verses are really well written they're very poignant and they're and they they uh they're, they're where the song really hits and then then you can justify that simplistic chorus. You can justify um, that you know odd use of the, the phrase "little girl." Um, so that would be that would be one thing that I would that would have seen or, or have done different with this one. Yeah, I also it's interesting and and that is a similarity with the thing that I found um, interesting with the theme of the music as well. I felt that this song sounds a lot like the music in the album As You Like It. I'm not sure if you've listened to that entire album. Of course, we did the first year. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't listened to the whole thing, no. <laughs> and, and I've listened to it many times since. It is in my, my proper recordings that I listen to consistently in my playlist. Um this sounds very much like that, and it has. And, and one of the things I think that Shakespeare does a lot in the play, as you like it, is he almost always starts off with the chorus as his to lead into the song that he's oh, he, about to do. Yeah, he does, um, and that's yeah that whole flow, of the uh, the iambic uh, pentameter. Um, um, yeah, that's that's a very Shakespearean thing to do. Um, but I think that was, you know, when. Shakespeare was writing, he was writing from a very poetic standpoint, not a musical standpoint. Um, right. um, so I think that's where that might differ a little bit. And the reason I bring that up is, one, they do As You Like It after this. 
But beforehand, they had already done a play. And I want to say it was St. Bartholomew's or, or Coriolanus. Um, and it would have been probably about the time that they were recording this album that they might have been re- working on that as well. So I'm almost wondering if this has that um, influence in it. And that's why that kind of came out the way that it did. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, I can see that, you know, spatial writing, you know, you're, you're writing something else, you're doing another work, so that's going to carry over to whatever you're working on right now. That would, that would make sense. Now, if, I, if we ever get a chance to interview Stephen again, I would love to ask him the question, because I haven't gone back, and I am not a Shakespeare, I, I like Shakespeare, I am not a, a fluent buff of Shakespeare, uh, and I am no way a knowledgeable person around Shakespeare. I almost wonder if maybe one of the plays he was working on, he's like, you know what? Hmm. I like this character. I'm going to write something about this character. And that's where this kind of came from. Yeah, I can see that. So now I have to go back and read yeah. all the works of Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see if there are any of that. I, that I have actually, I, yeah. Um, I actually, well, I mean, I don't know offhand of any. I actually have read the entire works of Shakespeare. Um, uh, I, I, I'm kind of a Shakespeare nerd. I will just pick up a play at random and just read through it. You know, the freak out my friends. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but about a plot line where specifically that, I, nothing's coming to mind. My, my guess is that if if I were to do this, and now I've got myself a job to do by the end of this podcast. <laughs> um, my guess is that it would probably be one of the supporting characters that he, he sure, just sure. Yeah. loved, and yeah. he's like, "I've got to." I've, there's no written music for this. I've got to do that. That's it's like, probably the right clown. Down. It's always the clown. It's gotta he be the loves clown. the clowns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the sad clowns. I uh, should say. King Lear Act Two, Canto Three. Uh, the clown, I believe, talks about this. Actually, quotes the song. I think completely pulled that up. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> if you end up being it's a, it's right, I would laugh. It's a beautiful soliloquy. Uh, it's great, and I think, yeah, I think I actually think Shakespeare plagiarized Stephen Page because it's so close. <laughs> All right, so I have a Let's very serious West question. In a way that much in a way that that Shakespeare plagiarized West Side Story. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I have a really serious question for you. Really? I was talking about the playlist earlier and and their choices and going about deciding what the order would be and which songs were going to stay on this. Yes. Tyler originally wanted "Shopping" to be the last song on this on this list. He on did this album, um, and he <laughs> thought it would be great. It's a great like big like rolling kind of last song that leaves you with a good taste in your in your mouth right would you have chosen this song as the last song for everything to everyone if you were the one that was organizing this album would i have chosen this as the last song yes uh no (laughs) (laughs) i mean we could talk further about like what we because no but i want to know what i want to pick something yeah i want to pick shopping either but <laughs> no i think, um, I think no. honestly i would have picked the one that they ended up like and we'll come to this when we do do our revaluation of the of the cd 
I think I would have gone with what should have been the last one and ended up being on the deluxe disc the last one. I would have finished with yes, yes, yes. Like it's right. a, yes. yeah, that's our finish. Um, and I, think I, I would have finished. Was, I would have finished with unfinished because why ooh. not? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the fact that the last line is unfinished, and then you finish the album on the unfinished line on the on the word unfinished. Basic, yeah, that's yeah. that's where I would go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love I love your idea. I don't um, like them finishing with the song. I don't. I no, feel like this uh, is a no. middle of the disc song. No. What was the one to um? Oh, good example. Uh, they might be giants. Um, on the spine. Um. You know, they ended with the song. Um, oh, I can't remember what the song, the last song I'm spine is, but that was another one. And I think when you're listening to an album and you're really into it, um, you know, your album closure should be big. It's the end of your, you, you, the end of your musical. It's the end of your. Um, and and that, that's not always the case, but I feel like this is a very uh, um, anticlimactic song to end an album with. <laughs> it is. It, uh, like there are songs that you can get that away with. I mean, we're going to get to Hidden Sun actually in a few weeks. And like the end of Maroon, you have the um, Tonight I Fell Asleep at the Wheel, which is great. I I love that ending. I actually love that. Yeah. (laughs) And then you lead into it with Hidden Sun, which we'll get into more. But like it has this feel of like, okay, this person's died and now they're looking down from above and you have this afterlife type feel. And that. That ends the album in a, in a way that makes it. There's a reason that that ends that album. It's almost like a person's life story has ended. Right, and it's, it's not a song you would expect. I mean, it's not uh, you know not there's nothing to get you know ballads or breakup songs. You know, we, like I said, they're the, the bread and butter of music. But um, you know, there they're ending a song that's with a song that's very uh, original. It's very out there. You know, wow, you're ending a song about anything you're album with a song literally about a guy that's died you know like right um and and in a very you know because that's a very bombastic song with the, with the circus feel and everything like what a way to end an album um when you dream another one is a great way to end an album um but uh yeah this one just it just feels like it fizzles for the for a closer yeah, it doesn't. It's a great song. It just doesn't feel right to finish. And maybe that's the other thing that always gave me a bad feeling about the song is I always turn it off after taking it outside. Like that feels like the ending to me. <laughs> so I don't know where I. I'm looking at the disc as it's in front of me, and I'm going, okay, where would I put "Have You Seen My Love" if I'm going to shuffle it back in? And luckily, before we do our reshuffle of the songs. I've got like five more years to kind of figure that out, but yeah, that's a right. tough one. I I don't know what I would have done with this song. Like to me, it might have become a this song might have become a B side. I would have kept it on the album. Um, I, I think it's an album track, but it would have been um, uh, it would have been somewhere in the middle. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, maybe a break after. T- testing or or you know aluminum something like that but um you know some somewhere in the middle there but not not as an opener not as a closer it's not that's not the song it is after aluminum would make a lot of sense there's a song about like ed's version kind of of this person not being who they who they say they are sure yeah right other version of the same take on it yeah yeah i could see that that would work Um, 
All right. Well, I do you have any more thoughts that we haven't kind of kind of covered? No, I think that's I think that's it. I think we really analyzed this song actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very 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 basic song and lyrically short. But yeah, we we yeah. No, I I think I think I think we covered this one. I think we're good. All right, so what I didn't cover tonight, and and I only bring it up now for the reason I'm leading into here, is we didn't cover Sternberg's triangular theory of love. I was going to bring it up if we ran out of things to talk about, but basically like <laughs> the idea that there's there's nine different types of love. Um, and okay. nine types, let me fix that. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's not right. I know that's not right. There's seven Which types Shakespeare of love. Which Shakespeare play was that in? <laughs> it wasn't. Um, Sternberg <laughs> basically said there's seven different types of love. Uh, you have the triangle where you have right. three different points. You have each of the different points in between uh, the different types that mix the different different types, and then the ones that ha- involve all three. Um, right. I'm not going to get into a lot of it here, but basically I was going to kind of talk about how how this song kind of describes empty love a relationship where, where it's just down to commitment. Now there's no more intimacy. There's no more passion. Um, everything else has fallen to the side. The reason I bring this up now and, and cover it really quickly is the ratings for this week. The rating I'm going to have is how many different types of love would you give this song? <laughs> how many types of love out of seven? Yeah, we can't do out of that because it'll really blow it. But um, out of five, so out zero five. to five, okay. how many? How many types of love? Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, this is a weird one. I'm gonna go with a three. Um, to me, it's it, it's it's an average song. It's it's beautiful. Like don't get me wrong, lyrically it's great, but you know I. Can't go much higher on that because of you know they've done so much better with the love songs with the ballads, um, with the lyrical components. Um, it's a great song, but it's not you know it's not an album closer. Like we said, I, I think structurally there could have been a little, there could have been things done differently so that the uh, opening chorus wouldn't have seemed so confusing. Do I enjoy listening to it? Yes. Is it one that I'm saying to myself? I really want to listen to Bare Naked Ladies today. I'm going to go listen to Have You Seen My Love. You know, that's probably not going to happen a whole lot. So I'm going to give this one three love languages. Three love languages. I like the love languages better because there are five love languages. <clears throat> there are five oh, yeah. love languages. Uh, that's what, that must yeah, be, we'll, yeah, there were five. Yeah, that must be, yeah, that was what's in my head. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so we'll go, we're going to go with that. I'm going to give this three languages. givers. <laughs> okay, love languages. I'm going to give this three givers. Three words of affirmation, if you will. <laughs> I've actually read the book. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. If people haven't read the book, it's actually a really good book. It's a really good way of looking at relationships it and the really way people yeah. Yeah. feel love and receive love. Um, and, and when people don't give love in the way and receive love in the way that the other person gives and receives love, yeah. relationships well, fall apart. Yeah. There's truth to it because if you not only understand yourself but understand your partner, um, you can say, well, you know, why why is this working? This works for me. Well, that's the answer. Yeah, right. what works for you might not work for them, uh, and I think that's it's it, in that sense, it's really really a good book. Yes, people go out and read it. It is an amazing book. Yes, yes, definitely do it. 
It is a conversation don't, with your don't, partner. Don't become Have You Seen My Love. No. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, it's a great don't book to not the song have that talked about. become the song because you, you right. end up talking with your partner about how they receive love so you can show love in the way that they can feel it and then vice versa. Right. This song is probably the result of people not having that book. So, so we're, we've now turned to Dear Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> If you have advice or you need advice about your love, and and you can please send us emails. Um, Jeff will answer. Any- if you want, if you want to save your marriage, don't farm. <laughs> don't don't write fourteen songs in month. My advice. I think that's good for anyone. I don't know. That's good for. for that's good for anybody. Yeah, I think I actually. That's good just for basic sanity. <laughs> During our conversation tonight, my wife actually opened the door because I could tell she was going to bed and stuck a sticky note up there. I haven't read it yet. It's a note or something, and she just kind of said goodnight. So um, we'll have to go check that out. But um, <laughs> we'll see what that says. Pro- probably says, have you seen my love, actually. Um, <laughs> if that is the message, I totally want to know that because that is great. Your wife has the best sense of humor in the world. <laughs> Oh, he's doing another interview with that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I should probably give my ideas here, my thoughts. Yeah, you should. Um, no, because I've been sitting here scrolling up and down, and I, my original number that I gave for this song, I don't like. Um, okay. it, this song is really hard for me to rate. Um. It's a beautifully written song. It's a beautiful song with the, the harmonies. That one lyric really tears me out of the song. Um, and, I, and I feel like I have post-hoc gone back and rewritten what this song is about in order to accommodate that one lyric. Um, but I do like that lyric when I, with that storyline. So I can almost accept it when that's there. Right. Um, it, it really does a great job of exploring the story idea from one side in this wonderfully very short period of time. Um, it's also not a song I come back to extremely often. Um, I, I do. I skip the end of this album, and I'm sorry, Steve. It's a beautiful song. I just I skip it. Um, but very much also, I, I skip the flag. So, you know, and I gave that a five. Wait, so what? I, what? I skip it just Whoa. because it, that's a song that will depress me every time I listen to it. <laughs> Uh, so oh, oh, I can't. I, I, I'd have to turn it off right before because once it starts, I'm listening. Like that, that's almost the <laughs> flag. Like once that song starts, I'm, I'm stuck. You know, cancel plans. But uh, <laughs> don't. We're listening. Kids, we're listening stop. to the bloody end of this thing. <laughs> kids, stop crying in the back seat. We're listening to this song. <laughs> <laughs> we're listening to this depressing song about a subject you shouldn't know about. <laughs> Especially once they get old enough to realize, Daddy, yeah. what, is that what I think is happening? Yeah. No. Anyway, no. now let's switch over and listen to Steve sing about alcohol. Come on. <laughs> or we'll switch to this. Dad, is he singing about people that have fought? Are you saying you don't love Bobby anymore? No, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm scarring my child. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize how traumatizing the bare naked ladies were. Jeez. <laughs> oh, peppy up, peppy up, kids! We'll listen to some more on drugs. 
Yeah, that's when I skip in the car with the kids all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. That one does not come up. Um, no. I'm looking down through my scores, though, and I, I really do enjoy this song. Um, I, I mean, it's not a break your heart. It's nowhere near break your heart. Um, it's definitely nowhere near flag. But I enjoy it. I've been giving this score out a lot lately, but I, I think it's still – I think it's there. Um, I'm going to go with a 3.5. Okay. I, I originally was going to go with a 2.5, but I, I don't feel right with that. So it, you, it's a 3.5. You upped it a little bit. Okay, so. I had to. So it would be a solid 3.5 if he hadn't said the words little girl. Is what oh, it hearing. would it would probably be up around a four if he okay. hadn't said little girl. All right. Um, that that re- word really takes me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I can accept it if he would if they have childhood friends like that. Have you seen my love? Have you seen my love? Have you seen, have you seen my little paper? pedophile? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that would be that would that would be a negative. Uh, I was I was gonna say toilet paper. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> that I, I don't know where to go with that one because no because what 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 truer sign? I mean that's that's married life right there. I mean it married seventy five percent of married life is yelling out of a bathroom door to your wife. Where's the toilet paper? That's well, especially that, if the chocolate kraken's around. Well, I, especially yes, and absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I had to bring that around. <laughs> That's hey, no problem with that. <laughs> so the song that most people bring up at work, like, have you heard Jeff's Chocolate Kraken song? I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. World. But uh, <laughs> so appearances. Uh, we, I, I should probably wrap this up. Um, okay. Appearances. I do want to put in. And I will put in the liner notes. Um, a appearance from when they played this the last time they played it live in Dublin, Ireland. Um, it's not extremely special, but it is kind of cool about it being their last time that they ever played it. Um, so you, you can listen to that. Um, the audio is not great. Someone did record it off their phone. I apologize in advance. Um, then the, the real appearance that I have in here, because I don't want to just put in them playing these songs live. Like, there's a million in one of those. Um, I want you guys to go out and see something you haven't seen before. Um, around this time when they were touring, doing the Peep Show, they did an appearance and a recorded appearance um, while in New York City for Real Magic TV. Um, it's Stephen, Ed, and Jim. And uh, this magician does a magic trick with them involved um there's a lot of banter which is the the fun part like the the magic trick isn't anything where i'm like whoo that's i've never seen that done before but them bantering and with the magician and having fun that i love also he magically removes the words little girl from have you seen my love (laughs) that would be a magic happy He removes them from my mind. I never heard them. (laughs) (laughs) All was well with the world. (laughs) Jeff, where can people follow you? Where can people find you? Hey, so you can find me at my YouTube channel, Jeff Whitmire47. It's been a little sluggish lately, but that's because I've been uh, uh, over at the farm. Oh, I don't have an address for you there. No, no, that's pronounced uh, farm. It's pronounced farm. I've been over at the farm. Uh, 
No, no, I've been I've been foaming, which is uh, a challenge to try and write fourteen new songs in the month of February. Uh, so that's been sapping my lifeblood and soul and energy. Uh, but uh, when I'm done, I uh, plan on putting the demos up on my Bandcamp page, which is Bandcamp JeffWhitmeyer.Bandcamp.com. Uh, um, so you can find it over there, and then hopefully I will eventually, you know, make polished studio versions of those songs with the with the producer. Uh, so um, look out for that. In the meantime, where can people find these works that you're putting up and and playing? Like experts, for example, Norwal in my underwear. Narwhal in my underwear, which is the song that I posted last night. Um, there are currently nine songs on FOM, and I'll get that URL for you. Uh, but definitely check it out, because I've been trying a lot of uh, different things. It hasn't all been comedy music. Uh, I've been putting some serious stuff up there. I've been putting some uh, sappy stuff. In fact, my next song is going to be a very where, where Have You Seen My Love kind of song, um, without the mention of little girls. Uh, <laughs> thank thank uh, you. You're, you're I welcome. may love you're your welcome. song more than this song already. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, fom.org, um, and it's uh, Jeff Whitmire 47 is where you want to search for that. Um, now, FAWM is F-A-W-M, is that correct? Yes, yeah, it's F-A-W-M.org. This URL doesn't look like it's a URL to my exact page, but if you go there and uh, search Jeff Whitmire 47, uh, you'll find the stuff that I've been posting up there there's nine songs um hoping to have all 14 and a half done by this weekend if all goes well <laughs> uh but yeah the last song was uh, normal in my underwear which is a hardcore rap beastie boys song about stealing fish from an aquarium <laughs> <laughs> it really is a lot of fun i enjoyed that a lot it, lyric lyrically is one of my favorite things i've done in a while uh there's there's lines in there that I'm really proud of actually. <laughs> you should. But I did. I did one. Um, I did O2 O2 um, Working Mothers, which is uh, uh, we had to write a song from the perspective of an, of an inanimate object. So I did a song about um, uh, a tribute to working mothers. Um, I did a song about uh, uh, my my child mentioned that she wanted to be a ballerina paleontologist when she grew up. Um, so I wrote a song about that. Um, but yeah, just a lot of stuff. Uh, we had to do a song where we tied in a fairy tale, so I used this old man and I turned it into a, a, a story of uh, an Iraq war veteran. Um, so just a lot of different stuff that I've been trying out doing there, and you know, definitely check it out and let me know what you think. And don't go to jeffwhitmire.com. That is not correct. <laughs> that is a politician's website. It's a politician <laughs> we <laughs> it is. Um, we will put up the correct at the correct one on our liner notes for this episode. Of course, um, I you know definitely go out and listen to all the FOM uh, entries. And you can and also follow us almost every day right now. So <laughs> <laughs> you can also follow us and join the discussion over at Facebook uh, at BNL Podcast and Twitter at. Bare Naked ABCs. You can also join us for a discussion over at BowlingStormTrooperEntertainment.com. And uh, people have done that a number of times. Nothing to put in new this week. Um, we do have, let's see if I can pull this up here. We have a really interesting iTunes review. And I want to tackle this iTunes review from, from 
right off the bat after I've seen it. Uh, it was done a while ago, but I, I'm kind of curious about this person. I, w- I want them to to write in. I want I want to know. So you can you can write okay. into us at barenakedabcs at gmail dot com. I, I want to start a discussion. I want more information. I'm gonna hold on one second because I gotta find it. By the way, while you're waiting over at Bare Naked ABCs and and looking us up and hopefully giving us an iTunes review, we would love to have iTunes reviews. Um, we are we are lower on the list when you search for Bare Naked Ladies, so please go in, give us an iTunes review, give us a star. That would be wonderful. Actually, giving us five stars would be amazing. <laughs> so. The one that I'm talking about right here is Lorne, and it's spelled L-0-R-N. He says, or she says, and this was back in November of last year, so I clicked on this because I'm a B&L fan, only to find out the podcast is by two guys who know nothing about the band and then start talking by insulting the first song from the get-go. I don't see what this brings to the table. Lauren, are you sure that you're reviewing the right podcast? Um, usually it's more than two guys. Like, it's very rarely that it's two guys. Um, Did she usually... click on another postcard? Is that the problem? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was even pretty positive about that one. And, and Michelle was there during that one. Um, all I can think of is... I think that Lauren clicked on the other BNL podcast. It's all been done. And then for some reason gave the iTunes review to us because they are, and they are proud of being the know nothing podcast who likes to lampoon and have fun with the songs. Um, and that yeah. totally would make sense. Um, so I want to hear from you, Lauren, write to us. I want to hear more. Did you actually listen to us in which episode? I want to know which one we, that we really was that negative on the song. Wow. Um, Anyone else that has any thoughts, positive or negative, please write in. Definitely give us an iTunes review. Um, And we look forward to talking to you more. Um, This is me vamping while I switch windows again. (laughs) (laughs) Because I need to figure out where I'm going here. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around it. Sorry. Man, this is going to take forever. Like, some things like, <laughs> happen really, really quickly, and, like, other things, like, take a long time. Like, for me, for example, and my wife would kill me for saying this, like, it took us forever to have our baby. Like, Oh, us too. Us, us too. It was, a, yeah, it was long. We went in on Monday, and, or Sunday night, and I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. It like, was, yeah, it was. Yeah, like, my wife was in labor for, like, 27 hours. It seemed to go on forever like having a baby is exhausting mm-hmm. and i'm the male saying that i can't even imagine for my poor wife so did you pick like, 27 because that's the weirdo number is that no that was, was, that that was intentional oh. that was actually true yeah 27 oh, wow. hours so my son loves weird al too so that he we must have he must have known from like early i think on. i think so yeah <laughs> by the way i did i did get the note from the door and it says uh I really love the little girl line in Have You Seen My Love. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. No, it's not what it says. So that that leads me back to join us next week for Have You Seen My... Or Wait, no, that's not right. Oh, what was I thinking? Oh, having a baby. 
And if you haven't heard that song before, that's because it's a deep dive. So enjoy us. We're going to come back with some scuba gear on for this really deep dive next week of the song Having a Baby. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us this week. (laughs) Yes, not a problem. Thank you. And everyone else, have a good week and thanks. Have a good night, everyone. First step is admitting. It's normal. <laughs> All right. Now I can hear myself, or I can't hear myself, but I can, in fact, see it on the waveform. That's exactly the way I want it. Perfect. Okay. All I'm right. seeing two of you, which is a you lot. But, yeah. are, you are. see. <laughs> I have two is that camera better? angles. I apologize for me. I mean, it's camera One, camera two. It's like that multiplicity <laughs> movie. But the question yeah, is, which one of my me is the lesser of the two? <laughs> if I only no, had... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, it's stuck in my damn head. You know that's going on now. Oh, my God. Um, at this... Well, I listened to Rick Astley for about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and a baby song, for some reason, to calm us down from hearing Rick Astley. <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.